You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with a breaking edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. Atlanta United and Frank DeBoer have agreed to part ways. Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, and I hope you'll consider subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I just filed about 40 inches on the decision for the two to part ways. I want to say that it's a surprise, but it's not really a surprise. The team is mired in a four-game losing slump. It hasn't scored in 395 regular minutes, probably more than 410 once you add in injury time and stoppage times and things. It's a team that looks lost on the field. Frankly, it's a team that kind of looks lost in terms of the personnel that it's signing. It's signing players that didn't fit into DeBoer's preferred formation of a 3-4-3. Uh, an interim coach is going to be named. I'm not going to speculate or guess as to who that might be on this podcast. I I'll, I'll, might think about that some this weekend and post it next week. Um, but just go, going through some of the issues with DeBoer. Uh, it started with, and let me first say, I like DeBoer as a person. I always thought he was a good guy, an honest guy. He could be funny. But there were issues uh, between him and the players in terms of communication in terms of tactics, uh, I've been told uh, by, by people uh, familiar with the situation, um, he was seen as, as a little bit arrogant. Um, the tactics, the, 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 some of the preparation just didn't ever seem to be complete. Um, and you could see that just from my perch in a press box, uh, particularly in these, the three-game losing slump in Orlando. So now, uh, I think finally the decision uh, was made by Darren Eels or, or by Carlos Bocanegra to terminate uh, the relationship. DeBoer agreed to the termination. Now they've got to find another manager in this bizarre season to try to turn around this product and get the brand back to what it once was in its first three years in which under Gerardo Martino, it won the MLS Cup, and under DeBoer, it won the Campionas Cup and the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, It's going to be a tough ask, particularly because of everything that's going on with COVID, uh, visa situations, if they wanted to look uh, to a manager from overseas to come in. Um, It's it's still a plum job, simply because of everything that Atlanta United offers in terms of facilities and everything except... Again, I think the roster is incomplete. I, I don't think that the roster is nearly as good as the salaries being paid to the players would indicate. 
Um, so the next manager has got to figure out a way to maximize the two designated players, Ezekiel Barco and Pitti Martinez, which DeBoer was, I think, unable to do, particularly with Pitti Martinez. It's got to find a way to get the, uh, the defense back to being a cohesive unit, which it was not in Orlando. It needs to try to develop a leader on the field. I think there is a leader on the field in Jeff Lernowitz, but um, in the biggest game of the season, the, the loss to Columbus, Lernowitz only came on as a sub instead of a, a guy, a starter, which didn't make any sense to me and may not have made any sense to other people. He's got to figure out roles for a lot of the new acquisitions, such as Jake Mulraney, uh, Jurgen Dahm, um, Eric Lopez, if he's allowed to join the first team from Atlanta United 2. Figure out how to get the most out of Emerson Hyman, which he seemed to do last year to Boer. Uh, but after these first two games in which Hyman scored two goals as the co-leading goal scorer along with Zico Barco, seemed to regress a little bit. I think that may have been a reflection of the change in formation. Again, to that 3-4-3. Three, three. Um, get the fullbacks more involved in the attack. They were very much involved in the attack against Red Bulls and then just kind of disappeared uh, for the most part in the last two games. And I think, and this is most important, uh, get the players to believe in them again. I don't think the players believed in DeBoer. We saw hints of that last year in comments made by Leandro Gonzalez-Perez, by Pithy Martinez regarding his tactics. Um, I think... Brad Guzan may have implied a little bit of that uh, in his post-match comments about the need for a change and the need for talk, communication, not just being not just talking at, but communication. Um, I don't know what he was referencing in that. We didn't get a chance to follow up, but it seemed apparent that it was Frank talking at the players instead of there being conversations about things that are ongoing. Um, if I've gotten that wrong, uh, Brad, I apologize. Um, and Atlanta United wants to develop its young players, and and, you know, it didn't really get to happen very much last year uh, because of bad luck and was starting to try to this year. But, you know, Barco uh, looks to have regressed these last three games. He's obviously the biggest plum in Atlanta United's lineup, one that they're hoping to develop and sell uh, at a profit. And right now, I don't think anybody's going to buy him at the price that Atlanta United paid for him. Um, Pitti Martinez was another big sp- Expenditure, a very curious expenditure by Atlanta United because of his age. He is now, I think, 28 years old, and you don't see too many teams in Europe shelling out $20, $25 million on a 28-year-old from Major League Soccer. Um, Emerson Hymond, uh, George Bellow, those guys, the, the next manager has got to figure out a way to develop. Um, so in Sunday's paper, I'm going to have the things that kind of went wrong for DeBoer, which I've hinted at here. And then I'm hoping to talk to Darren Eels on Monday about this whole situation. Uh, We'll see if I can get that lined up. Um, And this is going to be a short podcast because I've still got a lot to do. But again, Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. And I hope you'll consider subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Again, Atlanta United, Frank DeBoer, agree to part ways. The team will be looking for its next manager, the third manager in its history. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. 
Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.